now. Okay, welcome. I think we're doing episode number uh, five here of the NLPT podcast. My name is Eric Hageman, uh, Director of Training at NLPT, and this week I have not Andrew, but... My name is Zach Schompf. I'm the Head Strength Conditioning Coach here at NLPT Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Zach has been... Not just a long-time coach, but a long-time athlete in case uh, anybody that's listening that you know doesn't train here, doesn't, uh, doesn't know all of us very, very well. Uh, but what, what, how old were you when you first started working out here? Um, well, I was technically training with Hoff before he had the Kitchener location, which opened in 2008. So like 06, 07. 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a while. How were those workouts back then? Uh, they were interesting. <laughs> we would like drive out to, we would like drive down. There's like some public school just off of like the end of Hespler Road. I don't know what it's called. It's like when you drive past that motel with the big rocket ship. Oh, yeah. On Hespler. So there's some public school. GCA? There. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was a high school. Oh, it's like a side road? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's off Avenue, maybe? Yes. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't it's, know called. what it's called. But anyways, yeah. we would, uh, so I would drive out there from Kitchener, meet Andrew in his uh, his purple van. His purple, I think it's like a, he got it was a, a grand caravan or something like that. He got a like lot that. of chicks in that van. Yeah, that. it was pretty sweet. Yeah. And he'd just have a bunch of equipment and we'd just do whatever. It'd be like just, me and like four other kids, do whatever <laughs> in the field. We'd do like chin-ups on the monkey bars and stuff. It was really well programmed and executed it all seems so ridiculous now but at the time at the time like when i was like 11 years old i was like this is sweet and this is like i'm gonna go pro because of this this is what you need to do <laughs> hey which whatever you know it was good at the time and then yeah most important part of any program is belief in the program yeah no so how stupid it is so so that was that and then yeah, yeah and then i trained if any of those parents are listening, no, you may not have your money back. No, I'm sorry. It's too I late. Put, it's uh, definitely too my late. parents put a lot of money into this organization, and we ain't getting any of it back. And I'm sitting here on the NHL, so that's also because I wasn't very good. We have though. a no NHL guarantee. Um, okay, so I think we wanted to get back into talking about our HP program for this summer and just go over some stuff. The reason I wanted to have Zach on here is – um, although I've been the one sort of talking about it a lot, Zach's actually the main guy in charge of coaching it on a day-to-day basis, uh, especially in the afternoon with, uh, most of our 2001, 2002, 03, all the way down to, uh, I shouldn't say down, but, uh, as young as our 06 group. So he sees pretty much the whole gamut in terms of age groups here, and he's really on the front lines or in the trenches doing the actual coaching of the programming so no one really has a better perspective or sense of how the program is running than Zach so obviously his his opinion is carries a little bit of weight so with that I think I just wanted to turn it over to you and just let you talk Hoff likes to complain about whatever's kind of pissing him off for the week you don't have to necessarily go that way but <laughs> uh, feel free if, if you like if to something's grinding my gears but it's, it's really just you know uh, stuff that you notice that uh, that you want to talk about but you don't get a chance to because you know it does get really busy back there especially especially in the afternoons here so what do you want to say yeah so a couple a couple things that I want to touch on a couple concepts um, 
that I've run into with a lot of our athletes just even from the start time that HP started. And this is even things that happen back like all the time. Like mm-hmm. I hear like this happens on a day-to-day basis, whether it's HP or athlete or even like team stuff, it doesn't really matter. Um, but one really big one question that I get asked, whether a guy is testing on something or he's performing a lift, he's doing a squat, a deadlift, whatever, is they'll do whatever they're doing and then they'll look at me and they'll be like, I did this. And I'll be like, okay. And they'll look at me and they're like, is that good? And, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that look. Right? Yeah. They're like, is, yeah. it, is it good? And they're yeah. just kind of looking at you, waiting for either you to praise them and say you did a good job or just kind of dump all over them and say, no, that was terrible. But it's there's so many more kind of variables that go into that. And it's such a broad term to just be like, yes, that was good. No, that was bad. Because it's like, what are you comparing it to? And mm-hmm. you know, how old is the kid? What sport does he play? This and that. What is he actually doing in the gym? So there's a lot of things that can kind of go on off of that question. Um, so the big thing I kind of wanted to touch on is what's a better way to kind of approach what you're doing rather than just asking the coach, like, is that good? And what it means for something to be good in the gym, I guess. Okay. Um, so kind of, e- I guess, easiest way to do it and compare it to is like, say you've got a kid, well, how old? Most of them are like 15 years old. Yeah. I guess a lot of the O2s are 14, 15 years old. So 14, 15 year old kid and he's squatting and he does, you know, 135 pounds for let's say five reps or something like mm-hmm. that. Goes through, gets it done. And then he's like, I'm like, Hey, you know, okay, that looked good. Form was really good. You know? probably bump up a couple pounds but that was good he's like okay he's like is that good and it's like well what do you mean and he's like well like compared to other people is that good so compared to like his own age group you know oh so this is kind of maybe a different question not like is this did i do a good job at performing the lift yeah am i comparably speaking yeah exactly (laughs) am i the guy am i legit have i arrived yeah okay all right i'm with you so This is where it kind of gets into yeah. a little bit of a conversation with the kid and it's like, well, compared to your age group, I mean, across every single athlete out there who's 15 years old playing any sport, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry to be blunt yeah. about it, but no, there's probably some 15, 16 year old linebackers at high school in the States who can, you know, rep out 225, 315 pounds on a back squat. Yep. So oh, yeah, guaranteed. you know, compared to, if you're comparing yourself to them, no, you're not really doing no. a good job. You got a long way to go. Yep. Um, but comparably speaking, if you're, you know, a new athlete who's only been training for, you know, six weeks and you're a hockey player. Yeah, you know what? That's that's pretty good. If you mm-hmm. haven't, you know, you've been back squatting for two weeks, and that's something you got, and you have really good form, and everything looks nice. Yeah, you know, you're doing you're doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Not like not to say that you know you're killing it because there's always you know room for improvement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm with you. So they're really looking for validation, not really just that they did good in that set, but yeah, how well they're actually progressing in the grand scheme of things yeah sort of a big picture view yeah um so this is like uh yeah this is something i've definitely encountered a lot and i think it's really important to give that's that's partly why i think one of the biggest pieces of value that we can offer is an answer to that question and an honest answer to that question too of 
where you are relative to other guys or girls your age. Yeah, it's absolutely. really important because it sets these anchors in their minds of what they need to get to or you know whatever that threshold might be to to good or excellent or or what have you. And oftentimes what I've seen and I've noticed this more with female athletes is they they set the bar a little bit maybe way too low because they just haven't been exposed to seeing people do things yeah. like uh, like a 10-foot broad jump or a 300-pound squat or a 500-pound deadlift. they just never seen yeah. it. They can't conceive of it. All they've been around are weak people their whole life. And that's I don't mean that in a, in a degrading sense, but all 12-year-olds are weak. Right? It's just I think not we, strong. It's just how it is. It's part of being 12. It's like you're not good at – driving and you're not <laughs> and you're not strong you can't lift weights and you're not Sorry. strong like that's just part of it so when they squat 135 for the first time it's it's easy to think like wow this is this is great this is fantastic yeah. and it is and I, we're not trying to take anything away from them but i think when you attach importance to something that is let's be honest not really physically spectacular uh you neglect to see what is beyond that. Yeah. Is so much more beyond that. And this almost touches a little bit on what we were talking about at the last podcast with just being in, a, in an environment to raise you up. And one of the best things that you can do in the gym to get stronger is just be around other strong people. Because oh, when, you're, when you're lifting your 135 next to a guy who's doing 200 pounds more than that, all of a sudden what becomes possible and your expectation level goes way up. Oh, yeah. way up and you're just going to naturally fill fill that gap um, compared to um, I mean you're, you're going to naturally fill that gap um, much much better than had you not been exposed to what you know that that upper threshold actually is yeah absolutely I'm a big advocate of always whether it's on the ice or off the ice training with people who are better than you if you're the best guy in the gym currently or you're the best guy on the ice currently you probably need to go find some new people to train with if that opportunity is out there for you just because unless you're one of those people and I mean maybe you are who is just super self-driven and doesn't need a whole lot of push to get going and you know give that 100% it's tough to find that next gear when you're already above everybody else who you're kind of with um, I know a big time with me, a big thing I always try to get to, this isn't necessarily in the gym, but in the summer when I was doing my off ice or my on ice training off season, I would always try and train with guys who are better than me. So I would make sure all the time my shooters were, you know, boy, shell pro, whatever, like just guys who were better than me. Cause then every time I came back in the season and I tried to play, it was just that much easier for me because I went from going up against these, you know, second third year major junior guys mm -hmm. and all of a sudden now i'm back you know playing whatever it was major band minor midget and everything just felt so much easier to me yeah. my capacity was way higher than what it needed to be at the time yeah and exactly. it goes for the same thing in training so you know as that relates to is it good you know kind of take it with a grain of salt whenever you do something and you know even if you do you know get form some accomplishment you know you have squat 225 for the first time at 16 or you deadlift 315 mm -hmm. 405 you know kind of step away from be like all right that was cool 
it's a number now. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's go to the next thing. Don't kind of sit there, especially with numbers. Like numbers are such a kind of like yeah. just really trivial thing to try and hold on to and chase, um, especially for like a hockey player. It's like it, it doesn't really matter. You're trying to get good at hockey. You're not trying to lift the most amount of weight possible in the gym. Yeah. So take it. Just be like, yeah, that was cool. That was the thing that I did. And let's move on now. Let's try and improve on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so to, to tell someone that their 135 squad isn't good and then just walk away, leaving them with that, that's really selling them short. Because yeah. honestly, it's I think it's good to realize and put those numbers in perspective with either what's possible or what's you know elite or what's top of the class or even what's average. It's it's understand it's it's good to have some perspective on those numbers, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you are where you're at yeah. and nothing is going to change that right now. No. Maybe some information of you know knowing that the average squat or deadlift or jump or sprint or whatever is this is interesting or helpful or so, or makes you change how you think about yourself um, so that you don't think you're you know a little bit better than maybe you actually are yeah. is good but I've also seen this bite people in the in the butt sometimes because they they almost take the opposite approach where now they they're hyper aware of what really good is they're really aware of mm-hmm. what average is and they know they're below it and it causes them stress yeah and they're anxious about it and they're trying to lift a little bit outside their pay grade in order to hit those numbers and they're they're torpedoing their own development last summer i i had a conversation with a kid in here well i'm not going to name right now but this was exactly him all of his buddies were outlifting him they were out jumping him they were out everything him he just wasn't he just wasn't up to their level in terms of performance in the gym and he was just breaking his teeth over it and he was actually starting to hurt himself and he wasn't getting better. Um, and it was just turning into a real toxic situation. I remember sitting him down and, and talking to him about this and he was very upset. And like a lot of you know, 14, 15 year old guys was very closed off about sharing how he actually felt. But I mean, I could see right through him. I understand exactly what he was thinking and going through. Um, it was painfully obvious to me uh and and that that kid's still with us and he's actually doing a lot better now believe it or not but um again i was trying to get him unfocused on the numbers and getting to that spot and just say listen this is it this is just where you're at you're you're a little bit behind in terms of physical development you're tall you're lanky you're awkward you you know (laughs) It's just where you're at in terms of physical ability it's right not now. Change overnight. It's just not going to happen. Have patience. Trust the process. Put the work in. Uh, understand where you are and accept it and move on. And it's it's going to get better. But there's no point in beating yourself up or trying to stretch beyond the rate at which you're already yeah. growing now. It's it's not going to help things. It's not going to change things. No, and I mean, this was touched on in a previous episode too, is what you do in here doesn't really matter if you can't take it and utilize it in your sport. Right. You know, yeah. Nobody cares if you can deadlift squat X amount of weight, but you're just a bad hockey player. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah. Hi, nice <laughs> to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. We, we both um, suck. Yeah. 
I lifted yeah. weights and, you know, I was kind of yeah. good at it, but you know what? I was also a goalie who was five foot eight and wasn't that good. So yeah. I'm sitting here in this chair now. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. Don't beat yourself over numbers. Um, and you know, when you do something and you get an accomplishment, you know, instead of sitting there with this blank face on your, on you and looking at the coach and being like, did I do a good job coach? Just look at it be like, okay, that was pretty tough. That was pretty good might be able to you know can go up can Mm -hmm. go down this and that and then move on do your next thing just Mm -hmm. keep working trying to get a little better every day yeah absolutely so this this also makes me think of another so when you get that look at the end of the set of was this good there's two ways to interpret that there's two there's two possible things that are going on there one is am i a beauty yeah (laughs) kids are just some kids there's also there's also they don't know if, if that was done well yeah and and that's just that's a different type of conversation and that's something we get a lot which is good i mean it, it lets me know that they value our opinion yeah. and they're they, they want that that validation where where we want to see athletes get to is a place where they know without yes. having to rely on external feedback yeah. if what they did was done well and then done appropriately yeah right so this kind of goes into the second thing that i want to talk about today and that is self-regulating yourself in the gym so you know, we are there, we are in there as coaches to kind of give you guys the tools and help you move along in the process. We're not there to babysit you or hold your hand to an extent. I mean, in 06, yeah, you probably got to be a little handheld right. when you're back yeah. there just because yeah. your age, maturity level, you know, a lot of these things are new to you. Um, but, you know, an 02. I don't think any 06 are listening. No, so I you don't, don't have to baby. Yeah, um, we do have to babysit you guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> o ones, o twos. There's some ownership to be taken there yeah. in your own training. Um, a kind of good example. I try to really not let this ever happen. Um, but if you come into the gym and I don't say anything to you, or I don't have to say anything to you, that's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that you know you're on the ball. You're lifting what you should be lifting. You're focused. You're going. There's no distractions, and you can get in and get out. Um, with that being said, you know, try and have a meaningful interaction with at least every athlete once or twice yeah. within the time they're there. But you know, just for the sake of saying things, if that's the case, it's a lot better than if I'm on a guy and I'm hounding him about getting his sets done, and I'm always telling him to go up and wait, or I'm always telling him to have to drop weight, this and that, that means that you're just kind of in there and you're not really paying a whole lot of attention to what you're doing and how the process is supposed to be going. Right. We're not, I hesitate to say this, but we're not here to push you. No. That's not our job. It's not. It it is sometimes part of the job. It is sometimes part of the job. that's not why we're here. But yeah, and I have, so you know what, if we're going to get into the whole grinds my gears thing, (laughs) I I can get into this. (laughs) So yeah, this is a good point. And I take a very firm stance on this is, yeah, if you are an athlete at the top of your level, so whether that's AAA at any age, because if you're a AAA hockey player, and I'm just using hockey as an example, but if you're a AAA hockey player at your age, you are playing the highest level of your sport that you can possibly be playing. And at that point, it is no longer my job to be in there and be rah, rah, let's go start moving. Mm -hmm. There should be, there shouldn't have to be this external motivation for you to get going. That's ownership that you need to start taking on yourself 
in order to get yourself better. Because if you don't, there's going to be another kid who's maybe not as skilled as you, who's coming up behind you, who does have that drive and doesn't need that external motivation, who's eventually going to catch up to you. Because I can only yell at you so many times back there. And he doesn't need that. So all that wasted time that you're taking, he's making up for. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of, there's a lot of motivated kids there that don't need that kick in the ass. No. Um, so, yeah, that's the way you want to play it. Fine. But Yeah. And this kind of goes into a good example of comparing coaching sessions. So our first session of the day, usually in the summer at 9 a.m., is our pro NCAA group. Mm-hmm. So these are basically the top guys that we have, AHL, NHL, NCAA athletes. As far as a coaching perspective, it's relatively quiet when we're back there with yeah. them. We're not saying a whole lot. With those guys, it's for the most part come in. They look for direction, mm-hmm. so how to do things. So if there's an exercise that they have never done, they don't know how to do, it's direction on how to do that. They're looking for what we're doing that day in terms of volume, so sets and reps, mm-hmm. how we want it to get done, and they're like, okay, let me get in, let me get it done, and let's get out of here. Yep, and it's very, it's very business-like. It's, it's professional. That's, that's the word that comes to mind. It's, it's yes, professional. Exactly. They're there to work. Because it's a job. It is their job. They show up on time. They want to know what to do. Tell it to them. They're, they got it. Yeah. Move on. I don't. I need to just get out of their way. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. If um, I remember this, because um, when I first started working here, it was probably probably like a year, maybe into when I started coaching here. Um, it's the first time I was coming in to work with that group, and I remember because I did it with you, and um, one of the, he was kind of just kind of using an example of kind of how to approach and how to coach these guys, and I won't use the athlete's name who he was talking about, um, but he was comparing what it's like to coach them versus what it's like to coach some of the younger kids, and he was like, yeah, if you kind of get in these guys' faces with the whole like raw raw thing, they're either gonna tell you to. F off or punch in the face. <laughs> and I remember that because once I started getting in there and once I started working with them, I'm like, wow, this is so true. Like they don't need that and they don't want that. No. And it's because this is a job for them. You know, if you're a professional athlete, you are being paid to be an athlete. So part of that, part of your job is to come in and train whether you like it or not. And to most end, they don't really enjoy it that much, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't like tra- if you don't really like training, you don't like training. Right. It's not that big of a deal. But those guys who do make it to that level, regardless of how they feel about it and whether they like it or not, they still come in here and they still put in the hundred percent, the hundred ten percent, whatever, get it done. But yeah, they're in, they're out, and that's all there is to it. There's no yep. middle ground to it. And I think with our younger athletes, and this is something you'll kind of learn over time, self-regulation especially is a skill that you need to learn back there. It's not something that a lot of kids can just kind of walk into the gym and pick up immediately because it is kind of weird. You're like – because in an extent, for a lot of kids, they don't want to hurt themselves. Right. So you come in. And, you know, whether or not you think you can or you want to push to another level, you're sitting there and you're like, uh, I don't know, like, am I going to hurt myself? Am I going to do this right? So there is that aspect of where a lot of kids aren't doing it just because they don't know. 
Um, yeah. But as you start to get going, you know, we're we're on week six right now of training. Mm-hmm. We've been doing some of these exercises and some of these things for a while now. You should start to be having a decent grasp on you know, whether you can push, you know, and even just small bits, like, do I go up and wait this week? Or do I stay? This is why we track weights. This is why we require feedback, all Mm -hmm. of these things to help give you knowledge where, you know, yeah, maybe you could just come into the gym, have me hand you a program and you could just go do it. Yeah. So that's the place we want to get, especially the 14, 15 year old kids to be it's, I don't expect that they're there yet. They're not pros. But we want them to start to think like a pro or adopt that mindset. And part of that is exposing to these ideas. And so when we back off a little bit or give them that space to kind of regulate themselves Mm -hmm. and sometimes they handle it well and sometimes they don't, there's a really good coaching opportunity in there for those guys. So, But again, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised when I see kids of that age already come to the table with that type of mindset and if they don't then okay that's part of the education that we need to have here and talk to them about the pros and what we see and how the behaviors is totally different yeah and that's also not to say that you know we want every single kid to come in here and just not talk to us put their head down and go because it is you know it's a relationship business between a coach and an athlete so that we do want conversation there we do want feedback Um, but more so just kind of referring to a lot of the little things where it's just kind of like, do I move up weights? You know, how hard are you working? You know, how much more do I need to push myself? That's more where that regulation of just kind of where you do need to just kind of make some of those decisions. And we're still there. You know, if I, if there's a kid back there and he's lifting outside of what he should be lifting, you're going to say something. Yeah. You know, don't think it's like, oh, I'm going to go up. And then if I'm not doing it right, no one's going to say anything to it because that's definitely not the case. Um, you know, usually that's kind of the better end of your two. I would usually rather have a kid who maybe goes over and picks up a little too much mm-hmm. than not enough, yeah. just cause that kind of shows that you're willing to work and make things hard. You're okay with being uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's definitely a skill that you need to learn. I think it's something that does take time, but start to understand that by the time you hit 13, 14, 15 years old, that's something you need to start thinking about. You don't need to just be coming in here and just look at me and be like, what am I doing now, coach? That's definitely not what we want. Right. Because especially as a hockey player, if you're fortunate enough to have success and play for a number of years, collegiate, OHL professional, you're going to have a lot of different coaches. You're going to be exposed to new people every season. So if you are relying on whoever is got the clipboard in their hand to just do everything for you and do all the thinking for you, you're not really setting yourself up for a lot of success because sometimes the guy on the other end of that clipboard either either doesn't have your best interest in mind or doesn't share some of the philosophies of the other coaches. There's an inconsistency there. You're always just leaning on them for help and feedback and direction and what do I do? Then you're not taking ownership over your own training and your own development. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be looking after yourself and you've got to learn these skills, not just how to do a sumo deadlift correctly, but how to warm up, select weight, when to recognize a good day or a bad day with the sumo, all these other aspects around it so that you can start to understand your own training and no matter where you go and who you are coached under, 
you can continue to to develop and progress because you understand training. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's where we're trying to get people is not just get them in shape, but have them learn how to how to do this themselves. Yeah, and learn these skills in here because they will most definitely help you in your sport. That's a big thing you're going to notice is as you start to make those jumps. Things like practice get a lot simpler and a lot more to the point. You just kind of walk in and it is kind of just like coach comes up to the board. This is what we're doing. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) That's really what it is. Um, If you're thinking and decision-making skills aren't up to par, you ain't going anywhere. No. And (laughs) I got kind of a little bit of a taste of this. Um, I had a very small, unexpected stint with uh, the Rangers in the OHL for like a couple right. days, practice with them. And this was me jumping all the way up from midget. And, you know, it's not a huge jump from, you know, minor midget, midget hockey to the OHL. It's significant. It's yeah. like it gets up there. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, dang, like this is – and this was just me as a goalie. This yeah. was just like, hey, go stand in the net and stop pucks. But just witnessing the pace and the smaller amount of – questions being asked and the smaller amount of stoppages that go on in drills it's significant yeah so it definitely helps to be able to just kind of have that mindset of you know pay attention grasp what the goal of the day is or whatever the drill is and just get in and go do it and not have to ask your coach a bunch of questions because you do that to an ohl ahl nhl coach probably not going to last there very long (laughs) because at that point you're fighting for a spot now they'll find somebody else who can do your job yeah Good point. Cool. All right. How you feel? Feel good. All right. Got it out? Got it out. I think we did a good I job. think we did pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't bad. We got kids showing up now, so we should probably get going anyway. Um, Do our jobs. Okay. Well, this has been another episode of the <laughs> NOPT podcast. I hate ending these things. I just we want... really do need to find like some actual way to end this off. Uh... No, we don't. No, we can do just shut her down. All right, I'm just gonna hit this. <laughs> we really don't. Mm, no, yeah. yeah, we're not that professional. I don't think anyone's listening anyway. <laughs> That's true. What do we got? Like three views? Oh, at least nine. Oh, dang, we're almost at double digits. <laughs> Close. All right, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>